Hey, Cracked fans. We are so excited to be welcoming our friends at Turna back to this show as a supporting sponsor moving forward. Now, of course, all of you tennis fans know Turna Tennis for their world-famous Turna grip, that iconic purple-colored grip you see on the rackets of so many different professional tennis players. But did you also know that they make the tackiest grip in the world? That's right, folks, the brand-new Turna Tennis Mega Tack Grip. It's the tackiest grip on the market. It starts tacky and, simply put, stays tacky longer than any other grip you'll find out there. And if you tell your opponent, what do I use on my racket? I use the Mega Tack. You're going to be attacking with that Mega Tack from start to finish. If you've seen anything we do at Cracked Rackets, you know I'm a hairy guy. As you can imagine, I sweat when I play. The only grip that works for me is the Turn of Tennis grip. Of course, the Mega Tack taking things to the next level. How can you get yourself hooked up with a Turn of Grip today? It's simple. You're going to either find it wherever you buy your tennis goods. Or you can email them directly by emailing sales at uniquesports.com. That's sales at uniquesports.com. You mentioned Crack Rackets sent you in the email. We would greatly appreciate that as they let you, them know that we sent you there. But more importantly, you get a free sample and they'll treat you as family moving forward. Again, you email sales at uniquesports.com. You mentioned Crack Rackets. You get the free sample. You get hooked up with our friends at Turner. Once you use a Turner Grip, you're never going to turn anywhere else. Of course, again, ask them about the mega tack the tackiest grip on the market contact sales at uniquesports.com and get started with our friends at turn to tennis today welcome to Great shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Cracked Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. It is officially starting time, folks. The 2022 Wimbledon gets underway on Monday. We here at Cracked Rackets have tried our best to preview the year's third Grand Slam from every angle. We've named our top five contenders to capture the men's and women's singles titles. We've offered our women's dark horse candidates in the draws, broke down the women's singles draw earlier on this podcast as well. The only thing we have left to do, look at the men's singles draw. And as we did in our women's show, what we want to do on today's podcast is break down each quarter of the draw. We'll answer five questions in each section. We'll look at the seeds on upset alert. We'll name the unseeded players capable of making second week pushes. Of course, we'll name our favorite first round matches. We're also going to look at the Americans. We didn't have the chance to look at them specifically in our preview podcast. We'll make a point of doing so here on today's draw show. And of course, it would not be a draw show if we didn't offer some predictions. We'll name our quarterfinalists, semifinalists, and of course, ultimate champion at the 2022 Wimbledon. Of course, if you're going to try and do all of those things within one podcast, you better have some help along the way. And joining me for our final preview podcast of the 2022 Wimbledon is a man who will always 
always be near, near and dear to my heart. A man you know best as my doubles partner, partner in crime, co-founder of all things Crack Rackets and the Great Shot Podcast, and representative of Team USA playing Padel at the 2022 Maccabi Games. It is my friend, Max LeBauer Rothman. Maxie, hey, great shot. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I mean, baby, it's don't get it. I'm back on the pod. We're gonna talk some tennis and go on alone. I well had to had to hit you with a little song. You know what the best is? Westhoff's gonna see that and he's gonna be like, "That's why I can't. This is just we can't do this anymore." (laughs) It's like there's a reason he hasn't been on here, and thank God. Um, Well, look, it's uh, it is really wild being back on the pod. Uh, It sucks that I even have to say that, but. uh, Really nice to be back here. Um, hoping to be back a little bit more as the season goes on. Um, maybe a little life update for the for the folks listening. I, uh, my, I quit my job, moving to Chicago, moving closer to this guy on the other side of the the mic from me. Uh, going back to school, so hopefully uh, I'll be able to to be on here a little bit more and, and get back in the game. And uh, I, I've been in the game. Don't worry, I've been you know following as intently as I I ever have, and uh, still making my, uh, my my bets, so I'm, I'm happy to talk some lines today. Uh, just haven't been on the mic, so uh, good to be here. Daily listeners will know I still refer to you, still doing very much senior producing behind the scenes, helping me organize our content, figure out what I should be talking about, working through some of the bad takes that don't ultimately make it onto the mic. But to your point, Super Producer Daniel Westoff, cue the applause. My man got into Booth Business School, headed to the University of Chicago, and I told our former Club Tennis National Championship doubles partner, Kaushik Kandapi, who's there at Northwestern Med School. You guys just say the word. If we form a 5-0 USTA league team, I will drive up there every weekend. I'll drive up there every Thursday. I'll drive up there any day of the week to compete with you guys. It's not that far from Indianapolis, and to have the opportunity to get back on court would be well worth it. Oh, I'm almost debating because we haven't had you on the podcast to celebrate the five-year anniversary. Like, Should we do a two-minute celebration of the five-year anniversary? But that 12 seconds was probably more than enough. No, it's always great to have you back on the show and Certainly, again, plenty of takes to offer here on today's show about the 2022 Wimbledon men's singles draw. Before we do that, something Maxie and I always hope to have the opportunity to do on this podcast is talk to you about our support that we get behind the scenes from our friends at Turna. Maxie, if you're on a tennis court and someone's got a Turna grip, how far, how many courts down can you identify it from? I mean, it's the most easily identifiable grip out there and one of the best for that hot summer. Um, as, as you said, heading off to Israel soon to, to compete and I'll have my Turner grip with me. Keep my hands nice and dry. Nothing slipping there. Absolutely. Again, that Turner grip, iconic purple blue grip has been serving generations of tennis players can serve you today as well. Maybe you don't know about the fact, though, Turner also offering award winning strings, so many different pieces of technology to accentuate the finer features of your game. You can learn more about Turner by emailing them at sales at unique You mentioned we here at Cracked Racket sent you to hook you up with free samples, hook you up with discounted prices, treat you like family. At this point, you being the 
the Padel star you are, they may just sponsor you, Maxwell the Bauer Rothman. But of course, our friends at Turner, longtime sponsors and supporters of our Great Shot podcast feed, the way you can express your support, emailing them at sales at uniquesports.com today. With that said, again, four quarters of the draw, five questions per section, most interesting first round matches, seeds on upset alert, the unseeded players who can make week two, a look at the Americans, and then our predictions. I will also preface this podcast by saying, Maxie and I haven't talked about the draw yet. You're going to get this au naturel. As such, I'm warning Unfiltered. You. We're going to bicker. There's going to be bickering. I mean, when was the last time we went an hour straight on tennis? We almost try not to do this anymore because we know we'll start to bicker and then you'll be like do you remember that 2018 podcast where you insisted on hosting and i was you know refuse anyways you know where i'm going with that so the point being i don't even want i really i had to hold myself back i was just about to argue with you right there city open 2018 the turning point in the great shot podcast no um that was a joke that was a joke don't hurt me oh i'm afraid we're back um yeah all right welcome back with all that said, new me. It's a yeah, new me, it's a new us. I like it. Mullet Maxi. Let's talk about the Novak quarter of the draw, and we'll stop. Start at the top. Excuse me. Work our way all the way through. When you look at the Novak Djokovic section of the draw, certainly the three-time defending champion is your prohibitive favorite to reach the semifinals. Tennis Abstract gives him a seventy-five point four percent chance of doing so. You look at the DraftKings odds minus three sixty is Novak Djokovic to win his quarter. Why is that the case? Well, let's look at the seeds in his section. His other top eight seeds, certainly intriguing in a Carlos Alcaraz who's played fewer than 20 grass court matches, but is just going to be good everywhere. It's got to start at Wimbledon at some point. Why not now? The other seeds in his section, you look, uh, again, we'll go by number. Riley Opelka, your number 15 seed. Yannick Sinner, your 10 seed. You've got Isner, the 20. Basilis, the 22. Of course, Kasmenovic, one of the breakthrough players of the year, 25. The always dangerous and, as I brand him, Max Cressy, 1.25. Oscar Ota, your number 32 seed. Maxi, let's start with round number one what are the most intriguing matches in this section to you well i i think this is considered this quarter uh that uh that you left out but uh but my man andy murray andy murray and james duckworth uh, i can't believe you left that 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 match up out um look i mean this this quarter is very interesting i think you you can't say anything but the center wall rank up being the most interesting first round match of this quarter um you know Warinka still kind of on the come up uh back from you know from his time off of the tour and uh, has shown some you know spurts of of ability to play the way he used to and uh would love to see him just perform as well as he possibly can against center center has been a little shaky you know we've seen him maybe not play up to his potential in, in some of his most recent matches and so uh really looking forward to seeing those two go head to head uh as far as someone who I think, and I just mentioned this, uh, an unseated player that can reach a second week. I think from this corner, it's Annie Murray. Well, hold, let me hold you there because I, I want to talk about the most interesting first round match. No, this, <laughs> we're back. Um, no, I just want to, I want to hold on the most intriguing first round matches because you're certainly right from a highlights perspective. I mean, how can you go any further than Stamp Wawrinka and Yannick Sinner? And obviously Wawrinka was, I don't know if incredible is the right word, but certainly assertive in his victory over Francis Tiafo in his build back up. And if you ha- uh, 
to playing on circuit. And if you haven't, go read his piece in the Players' Tribune. It was wonderful. You look for Yannick Sinner in his career, to your point, two and six in his career on grass courts. This is just his second Wimbledon main draw last year, a force that lost to Marton Fucevic. Now, I think Sinner's also in the category of he'll be fine on grass courts moving forward. The weapons he has, the serve, you know, the hold percentage, a career high this season, it's improved. In each of the last three years, he's one of, I think, 11 guys right now to rank top 25 in both hold and break percentage. And you look for Sinner this season, the quietest 27-8 and eight you'll see just simply because he's gotten injured in the biggest moments. We really haven't seen him on the you know big stages. I don't think he's made it past a quarterfinal. In fact, he hasn't this season. Here's the thing, though. Like Stan, I think the conversation around Stan and Serena isn't dissimilar right now in that when they're playing first strike, it looks great. It's just like, how are they going to move? What happens when they get stretched? And that's my concern for Stan. Like, I mean, right now you can look at DraftKings. I believe they have Sinner as the minus 320 favorite. You know, neither guy comes into this exactly at their most physically fit. This match would be a stay away from me, but it's certainly the most intriguing. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think first of all, I need to retract my statement that Sinner's been off. Well, I, I know he's been injured, but if you do look at his record, his losses are all to top players, right? I mean, he lost in Monte Carlo to Zverev. He lost in Madrid to FAA. He lost in Rome to Tsitsipas. He loses in Roland Garros to Rublev. And like, these are all, and obviously that match he, he pulls out, but these are all losses that are, you know, justifiable. It's not like he's losing to people that we don't think he should be losing to. So I'm going to retract my original statement that he's been off. Yes, he's been injured. Let's see how he's going to do on the grass. I think his game will hold up on the grass. It depends on, you know, whether he's gotten enough prep time. It's kind of hard to tell, right? And then, of course, with Orenka, like you said, is he going to be able to move? Is he going to be able to play his first strike tennis? I honestly think the experience for Orenka on the grass might throw off center a little bit. I think there's potential here for, you know, quote-unquote upset. Uh, as far as Orinka goes. Sinner, 60.2% favorite according to the forecast, but obviously stand countless more wins than Sinner and countless more matches on the surface. Can I give you some other intriguing first-rounders before we get to our seeds on upset alert? I would go Kokonakis versus Camille Mychek. I really just love the backhand of Mychek, and I would really love to see a Kokonakis-Djokovic round two because yeah, it'd be fascinating. Yeah, just again the weapons of Kokonakis. He's the sort of guy. I mean, they call him the cock for a reason. He's not going to be afraid and hasn't, of and that. Hasn't match. He had some good matches with Djokovic in the past. You my, look for Tenassi. No, it it I mean, he certainly had big wins in his career. You look for Tenassi Kokonakis against Novak Djokovic 0-1 in their career head to head. Where mm-hmm. was that one matchup? I'm curious because now you it have my They were on Garros straight yeah, straight sets then, but you look for him in terms of matches he's played. Certainly the win over Federer in Miami. We remember that one. Yeah. He 0-1 against Nadal, so interesting. Where I was mean, that? He's got, look, he's got weapons. He has the ability to take out the big dogs. Like We've seen it happen, right? So yeah. it'd be fun to see him do it on the grass. Yeah, that's the thing. This surface, his willingness to move forward. I like that, and just an early test for Novak. I have Alejandro Tabilo as an underdog tomorrow against Laszlo Jure. That's yeah, one of my aces gotta, of the day. i got to call you out on that one. You like I, it? I'm, no, I don't. Tabilo's curious light. Lefty. Yeah, and and has had some clay court success, but like Laszlo's game I think is really suited to grass and he's had experience on the grass and I'm not so sure that upset's coming. It it I think it's what? It's like plus one 
50. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty close. But So Tabilo um, serves, big serves his way to the first set. You live bet the rest of the way. That, I mean, that is exactly how you do it for those who are looking for gambling <laughs> tips here. Um, all right. Some other ones that are interesting. You mentioned it. Andy Murray Duckworth, just to see how good Murray is because Sinner is not playing particularly well. Neither is Stan. And John Isner is always a good matchup for an Andy Murray who's had particularly amounts of big success. Kale tweeted the stat. He's like won 85% of his matches against the six foot six plus guys like the Isners and Opelkas and Karlovichs of the world. If Andy's playing well, if he's healthy, obviously had to withdraw from the or didn't withdraw from the final, but got injured in that final, had to withdraw from last week's action. If Andy's healthy, he can absolutely get to week two with this section of the draw. And, you know, again, I suppose with that in mind, let's look at the seeds on upset alert here. Any seeds you think, and, you know, if they get to the third round, that's scratch. But any seeds you could see losing in the first two rounds? Yeah, I mean, well, well, like we talked about Warinka Center, there's a world for sure where Warinka wins this match. He comes out firing, Center still injured. We're not sure where he is. That's doable. Kazmanovic is beating Milman. Basilashvili, unless, you know, Rasul pulls out another Nadal-level performance like he did, you know, back in the day. <laughs> probably not happening the last time you were on this podcast was the last time he was capable of that yeah literally um (laughs) then i think really one that we haven't brought up yet that i think there's a world this happens is a strof upset over alcaraz we haven't seen alcaraz play really any grass court tennis this is a good surface for strof big serve let him slice the backhand rip the forehand come on in like i i think there's a world that it happens am i gonna bet on it no but it is possible. It's the only other upset I see besides Dwarinka taking out center. But uh, it's, a, it's a long shot. It's a very good take to have. And you look for Carlos Alcaraz, who's obviously been spectacular this season. One of two players to rank top – or excuse me, now I think he ranks 11th in hold percentage. But, you know, he's one of four players to rank top 15 in both hold and break percentage. One of two players to rank top 11 in both hold and break percentage. That said, you know, Jan Leonard Struff made the third round of Wimbledon. 2018, loses to Federer. 2019, loses to Kukushkin in four sets. That's a weird one, but made the third round in 2019. Last year was a four-set first-round loss to Daniil Medvedev. This is his surface, to your point, where I don't care that he's 17-29 and 29 on grass courts. That's two out of three set matches. When we're playing three out of five, his serve just keeps him in matches, going to give Absolutely. him opportunities. And you look for Carlos Alcaraz, again, has played fewer than 10 grass court matches in his career. And while all the skills he has, you feel like his athleticism movement out of the corner should translate onto this surface. He has that sort of flexibility. He has that sort of first step. He can volley. He can hit the drop shot. He can find the angles. He's, you know, averaging over 34% break percentage, which is prime Nadal, prime Djokovic levels at age 19. He's going to be good on a grass court. It's just, is it now? And or is on the right day, Jan Leonard Struff going to catch him hot? Now, the thing is, after Struff, Greek Spore is a really good athlete. You know, I think Greek Spore will beat Fodini tomorrow. That's a match where what does Greek Spore do to hurt Alcaraz? I'm not sure. And I actually think that's a great rhythm match for Alcaraz. But between Struff, Ota, two big serving Germans in this section, it's going to be tough sledded for Carlos Alcaraz. It's going to be a quick schooling for him. I don't think that's a bad seat on upset alert. The other one I would I throw mean, this, in. This whole quarter. Oh, go ahead. I mean, yeah. Isner, Isner's in this quarter too. I mean, there's. This there's quarter's a, not a, that a, strong. Like, Djokovic got a nice quarter here. 
Djokovic got a great quarter, but it's also the reason that Murray has an opportunity to make yeah. something of this quarter, right? Like if he can find a way to, you know, get that win over Isner, like you said, he's really good against the big servers and maybe Warwick or Sinner, you know, busts early in that second round. And, you know, there's, there's room for it, for Murray to make a, a little second weekend push. So that's uh, that's one of my takes for our second week and push from the first quarter. Well, no, that's also, I perfect. Really, I really because... thought you were going to give me like a, a some sort of dirty joke with the bust early. Nothing to that <laughs> one? No, Too late I, for you? Yeah, it's, yeah I've, I've lost it. I've gone soft in my later years. Um, unseated yeah, really. players who can make the week too. You, uh, you're absolutely right. Andy Murray's a place you want to start. I mean, I want to get to him in a second. Are you a Van? Are you feeling the Van Reithoven vindication after Van Reithoven wins the title? You know, first week of the grass court season, beats FAA <sighs> to do it, and you know, again, plays this outstanding t- beats. Dust Medvedev in the final. Looks like he's six seven. In reality, he's like six two, six three, but the cuts he takes on both the serve, the back end, the forehand. He just played not to lose that entire totally. one. My fear is that now playing Del Bonus, he'll feel like the favorite and just like lefty into a one-handed backhand you never love. I'm afraid Van Reithoven's either gonna lose first round or he or he is gonna beat Opelka in round two. It's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no in between. Um, it is so tough with guys like this who, who come out of nowhere, and it's like he had the the week of his life, and the the grass seems pretty suited to his game, and he's ripping, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's, uh, can he keep the momentum up from this past week? Eh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm really not sure. I think he might. It, you might crack under the pressure of Wimbledon. So let me ask you we'll this: Van Reithoven plays Brooksby right now. Who are you taking? Van Reithoven. Dude, we'll get to him. I mean, again, when you look at this section, I think Van Reithoven's an unseeded guy. Opelka Basilishvili has the seeds in his little, you know, 32nd. He can absolutely get to week number two, advance past that section. I think when you look, you know, I think Djokovic is going to Djokovic. Oscarota, I think, is a strong second favorite to get out of his section of the draw and reach that fourth round if anyone's going to upset him. And you look for Ota, semifinals in Halle, semifinals in Stuttgart. Should have beaten Murray last year. was criminal that he didn't. But that's the Andy Murray conversation. And let's have it quickly. I think when you look for Murray, certainly for him to reach a final on the grass courts in the build-up to this, he just looked... He was such... He's playing such better tennis than he was a year ago. And last year, he, you know, somehow... I don't know, conned his way, really, into the third round. I thought he was moving horribly. Like, he was slicing out of every corner. And if you watched him compete that first week, you know, the first two weeks of the grass court season, he just, or, you know, he just didn't have to do that. And in a Duckworth, I just like, what's Duckworth going to do to hurt him if he's fit? Nothing. Against Isner, first strike tennis. That's the tennis he thrives in. And now he's in the third round, and it's just like, with the day off, with how much – how the strides he's taken with his fitness. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I think Andy Murray probably, and according to tennis abstract, they agree. He probably should reach the third round uh, or I, fourth I round. Excuse he, me. No, I, I think he should too. I, I think if he's able to play the way he just did, I mean, I watched most of his matches in, in Stuttgart and like, I, you know, look, he beat Boblik, Tsitsipas and Kyrgios. Those are big serving guys. And Kyrgios and Tsitsipas are the better version of Isner right now. Totally. And he and he had a great match against Mateo. And, and look, 
Mateo just played a, a practice set with Nadal, and, and we can get to that later. But be, he's, Mateo beat Nadal in a practice set before you know the tournament started, and it's like he's competing with Mateo in that match. I think there's it, probably an expectation for him to make the fourth round, uh, and I bet he's expecting himself to. So uh, I, I would like to see him do it. I mean, your two losses are three sets to Kudla and three sets to Berrettini. You're eight and two, seven and two in your grass court warmup for Andy Murray. Again, if he's fit now and he's had two weeks off to work through uh, the injury he aggravated in Stuttgart, if he's fit, the draw is there for him to make the second week. And boy, would it be magical if week two we get Andy Murray taking on Novak Djokovic, which is, of course, a potential quarterfinal in this section of the draw. With that in mind, quickly, let's look at the Americans. Riley Opelka, the number 15 seed in this section. Number 20 seed, John Isner, in this section. You also have qualifier Christian Harrison. What a great comeback for him as a very winnable first-round match Mm -hmm. against Jay Clark. I mean, when you look at the Americans, I don't know if we're going to get any to week three in this section, and part of that is around Riley Opelka, who the number 15 seed, you look for him overall here in 2022. It's just been a disappointment. And especially after a season that started so strong for him, just the clay court season for him, you know, to lose first round Krajinovic, first round Wawrinka, first round Korda, first round Ota. And, you know, I to lose to Max Cressy, there's no shame in that, or Alex Diemenauer in a grass court match as he did in his two warmups. But and he didn't even, Demon he didn't, has his number too. Yeah, but he didn't even get to a breaker. Like four and four and three and one for him on this surface is just unacceptable because this is the surface where if he's ever going to win a Grand Slam, it's going to be, you know, my bet has always been 2025 Wimbledon. Well, that Wimbledon's coming up quicker and quicker. And you look for Riley, who started out the season holding 95% of the time. You know, that number has dropped down to 90.8, which is still third amongst top 50 players and still above his career average. But the break percentage hasn't taken the requisite jump needed if that serving was going to fall off at all. And then it's just, again, like, it's been a little disappointing for Riley. Anything it, there, he certainly doesn't. Ha- he's lost four matches in a row. He's lost seven of his last nine. No one would accuse him of coming into this Wimbledon in form. Here's the one thing I'll say about the guy: is he's the kind of guy to come and compete at a Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I've over time watched him play in some of these tournaments and don't always feel like his heart's really in it. He shows up at the Grand Slams. He understands the, the the reality of you know and and the the big time you know nature of of the matches that he's playing in. He comes up big when he needs to, and I and I hope that he shows us that he has the capability to be a big time grass court player. Because if he doesn't, he's going to have a harder time in his career. But, yeah. Nineteen uh, well, and we'll thirteen overall this season. Fifteen and thirteen in tiebreakers this season. Again, he started out the year, you know, titles in Dallas and final in Delray Beach, title in Houston. Played really good tennis in Australia and to start the season, but just you know, disappointing clay court season certainly. But this is where, and without the points, you do wonder how invested will Riley be in this Wimbledon. The draws there. Oh, look. I was about to say, this is if there's a draw for him to have, it's this one. He he absolutely can take out take down Basirashvili, and then his next round, 
would be Djokovic. Yeah, that's what and, I'm saying. You look at this section, it's just like, do you want the fourth round against Novak to kick off week four? Because it's there for you. To Burner, it totally is. very winnable match. You know, again, Van Reithoven, yeah, he's got the weapons, but Riley's serve should dominate the Van Reithoven backhand. And just again, the draw is there for Riley. So certainly he's the American with the most upside in this section. With that in mind, let's put pen to paper. We've looked at the Americans. We've looked at all the aspects of this draw. Maxi, give me your predictions. Quarterfinals, semifinals. Who's emerging from this top quarter? So Djokovic. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really do think we're going to see a, a potential Murray Djokovic uh, quarterfinal. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there now. I think it's happening. Um, God, it'd be fun to see. Uh, Am I really going to take Murray over Alcaraz? Does Alcaraz get there, or is it Murray Ota in round four? Because that's a completely different matchup. Are we kidding? How are we counting out Alcaraz right now? Like that, that that feels so insane to me. I mean, well, let's be clear. You've counted him out. I haven't predicted. I, 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 he is in my quarterfinals in my prediction. I'm going to go Djokovic over Alcaraz simply because as much faith as I have in an Andy Murray, as much faith as I, you know, as as possible as I do think an Ota over Alcaraz upset is in the third round. Carlos has earned the benefit of the doubt. It takes a special performance to beat him. I want to pick Dude. Ota over him. I do, but I'm just not ready to no. do it. And if it's not going to be Ota, Alex, I just don't know if Murray can do it at that point. Alex, Alcaraz is has literally what? He's lost one match in the last like 20? Like what, like, <laughs> what, are, we, what are we talking about? Like literally what are we talking about? So you're going to go Djokovic short. over Alcaraz? Yeah. But it, it's going to be like, – I'm just – I'm taking back the Murray take. Murray's going to make the, the fourth round. Then it'll be Alcaraz. It'll be an Alcaraz, uh, Djokovic quarterfinal. Like, it, there's just there's just no way. So but, let me, uh, yeah, I think Djokovic. Let me Djokovic ask you this. Yeah, as you say, let me ask you this Djokovic-related question because obviously we haven't talked about the number one seed in this section, and you look for Novak in this draw. Has got Quan first round, then potentially Kokonakis or Mychak Kasmenovic in the third round would be his seed again. Opelka, Murray, Alcaraz, all lingering in this section right now. Novak minus three sixty to advance out of the corner, minus one twenty to win the title. Do we throw a unit or two on him to win the title minus 120? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> I think we also throw money on his nine and a half against Quan. Too rich for me. Nine and a half on grass courts, especially first grass court match. He lost a set last year to Draper, and it was a 7 6 set, but like, eh, first match. Yeah, Novak will play. Yeah, but Draper's Novak will big. play around. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. I just. Quan, Quan really isn't bringing out the weapons to like take a whole bunch of games or even a set, in my opinion. But Yeah, I don't know. It's just a little too spicy for me. But again, those are your odds in this section. Djokovic, a 75.4% chance to advance to the semifinals, according to Tennis Abstract. Next closest, Carlos Alcaraz at 6.3%. With that said, let's move to our next quarter of the draw. Casper Ruud. Can, can, we, can I just start seed. with the hot take that Casper Ruud losing his first match? I don't even think... Well, to Albert Ramos, yes, that is a hot take. Um, it, it is a hot take, but but Casper literally said in an interview, he's like, I don't like the grass. I don't know how to play it. I'm going to go out there and give it my best shot. Like, he looks he looks like just awkward on the grass. Like, I, it, I don't know. Ramos well, Manolas isn't exactly the guy to do it, but I think it might. I think he's gonna lose. 
It's a I fascinating section of the draw, no no doubt. I think you look at some of the unseated guys, an Umbear or if healthy, a David Goffin can beat both Rude and Baez as the seeds in that little section. And you look at the seeds, Rude and, you know, certainly number seven seed last year, semifinalist Hubi Hurkot's going to be the favorite in this section. You've also got number nine seeded Cam Nori, Pablo Carina Busta, who has doubled his grass court win total this season in 2022 by reaching a semifinal. And, you know, Tommy Paul, who's playing extraordinarily well, Grigor, who can always have some fun, Tiafo, and Baez in this section. I think this section is far more intriguing than the than the Novak Djokovic quarter. I I think there are some juicy first round matches. Now I think two rounds two three is when this section gets particularly spicy. But I would agree with you. I think it does start out most interesting match probably Kasparud because like how good is he? On these grass courts, like, again, will he have time to get into his forehand? Certainly he's a spot server, and he's, you know, top 10 hold percentage this season. But how effective is the rest of this game? That backhand slice on this surface, it's just a little shaky. Yeah, I mean, this is to Ryan Peniston, you know, in London and just didn't look comfortable, was shanking some balls and, just overall just didn't look great out there. So yeah, I mean, I have no confidence in the guy and I don't think he has confidence in himself. So uh, again, I think there's a, a definite upset there, but uh, I agree with you. This quarter is wildly interesting. I'm super excited for the Stevie Dimitrov match. Dimitrov has been playing some good tennis. Stevie has kind of found his groove in some of these matches. I think that match is going to be one of the better uh, first rounds in this quarter. And then I can't wait to see it. TP uh, reach a third round and play Hubie. I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to see a Hubie TP third round. Well, it's going to be fun. To your Stevie Grigor point, do you know Grigor's the opponent Stevie's faced the fifth most in his career? They've played seven times. Stevie they have two, played a bunch, huh? Two, two and five, Stevie against Grigor. He beat him at Wimbledon third round back in 2016. That was a four-set win for Stevie. Stevie uh, one and one at Wimbledon against Grigor. Grigor beat him second round back in 2015. It's an interesting matchup because, again, Stevie can go serve plus one with anyone, and his kick serve out wide to that Dimitrov backhand his is just— His slice is going to be great, too. Yeah, it's just going to make Grigor uncomfortable. He'll move forward. You know, again, Stevie's not quite the athlete Grigor is, but it's not far off and certainly can match the plus one prowess. That is a fun matchup. Good call by you, Maxi. Hey, great shot. Uh, I certainly think, you know, I'll always watch the deuce— the Deuce versus Pablo Crena Busta is a little bit intriguing to me, but Hercot's Davidovich Fokina. Davidovich Fokina is probably a top five watch right now. I mean, there's a Twitter account dedicated to every time he did Davidovich Fokina fall. And it's like, yes, because he dives around the court, and the grass court in particular, yep. going to bring that out in him. Uhubi does everything a little bit better than Davidovich Fokina, particularly on this surface. But Davidovich Fokina, much like Tommy Paul, just the sort of athletes that are always dangerous on the surface because that well-roundedness just thrives. Well, and he's just a competitor, man. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I watching him at Indian Wells, like that guy just fights. He, yeah. he really is just a fighter out there. A really interesting line for that match. Minus six for Hubie. Bad. That's a little tight. I mean, it's I, healthy. I, uh, it's a healthy line. It's just like, like there's going to be a seven is, six I don't set. See Fo- yeah, but but I don't see Fokina taking a set, right? 
Like, I, I don't mean, think it Hubie, happens. Though, I, I but there's a, the Hubie brain fart. Six, four, the, and four. But could the Hubie brain fart happen simultaneously to the Davidovich-Fokina push, which there's always 15 minutes in a match where Davidovich-Fokina seizes the momentum. And if it's the wrong 15 minutes, Hubie will lose five games consecutively. And, like, that's my problem with the six games there is it's just, like, there could be a 7-6 set and then a 2-6 and then a 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four. Like, that's a, a classic Hubie Hercots just working his way into the tournament. I also Am just I think again. Do a plus six? No, six. It's not. Yeah, that's just. Uh, no, a plus, I'm saying you might just. Yeah, on, do a on the flip six. side. Ooh. Take, take ADF from plus six. And hope he wins it. the first set and go against it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Intriguing. I mean, when I look at this section, there are some fun matches. I think, you know, again, how. I mean, when we look now towards the seeds on upset alert, I think you can look at, you know, again, a Casper Root. Can you know Albert Ramos is certainly a a challenge, but Ugo Umber's a serious challenge. Lefty into his backhand. Umber gonna slap that forehand down the line to keep Root honest at all times. Umber's made the second week of Wimbledon before. Like that's an upset alert. If Gofan is healthy, he'll have Baez on upset alert because as good as Baez is, Gofan does everything probably a little bit better. I think Bublik or Fucevic, if they're tuned in, can absolutely both and probably will be underdogs. I look towards against Kareno Busta in round number two. I think. I mean, can we can we talk about how honestly good of a draw this is for Tiafo? I mean, he. Has an opening here with Vapasori as his first round qualifier, most likely a Bedene second round. And then we'll see what he gets in this third round. Could be a PCB, could be a Bublik, could be a Fuchovic. Like it, it is an open draw for him. If he starts to play well, can really get the ball rolling. And I'm Casper just loses. I'm Early pitching on. day one ace of the days to you. I have Tommy Paul of minus five and a half games over Verdasco and Tiafo minus five and a half games over Vavasori. If you love parlay both. them, plus 210. Yeah, love both. Should we do that? Great. Is that a yeah. move? 100%. I'm locked in. Because when I look at this section, and I mean, I sort of reference the unseeded players who can make week two, but there are a lot of them in this section. I mean, Adrian Manorino, like, again, the lefty is just a nightmare. Yeah, if he can get through Tommy, obviously Hurkacz would be his third round. It would be a tough pathway for Manorino to get there, but he's certainly capable of playing that tennis. We mentioned both Gofan and Umber, both capable of doing it. It feels like we haven't seen the Fucevic run yet. When Fucevic beats Tiafo in five sets to get to the fourth round, We'll all be like, oh, of course, we should have seen that coming earlier in the draw. But I like this section for the Americans, as you referenced. Tommy Paul, you know, two quarterfinals on the grass courts in the buildup to this and has made, I think, seven or excuse me, six quarterfinals now overall on the season. He was ripping the ball, Maxi, from the baseline in his two warm-ups and just using his athleticism to beat you to the spot. Tommy Paul also looks like he belongs on a grass court and just something about he his does. game. Yeah, his athleticism. I just think like this could be the slam for Tommy where obviously Hurkacz would be a massive test round three. But Tommy's playing really, really well right now. And I think it's going to take your best tennis to beat him. Unfortunately, Hurkacz is a guy capable of that best tennis, but he would be totally. point number one. And then Tiafo's point two, like the draw is there for Tiafo to round to round four. As you mentioned, those are all players. Yes. Tough outs, but he will be favored against everyone he faces. Here, Here's the only thing I want to just throw out here. Tommy's clay court season. Not so good. It was booty. Yeah. 
not good. Like, I, but that's I, what I makes this grass court season so valuable. Is I think he recognized that and he said, "I need to kick some ass," and like he has. Yeah, I mean his, his match with Nakashima, you know, six seven seven six seven six, just really good tennis all around from both of them. And, and I know we'll talk about Nakashima here in a bit. Uh, and, and his wins over Chapo and Malrinka were just solid tennis, right? Berrettini kind of outclassed him, and that's that's fine. But uh, I, I just don't want to get too excited on his gameplay. I, I, I also agree, has looked really good on the grass, but I think we might need to just pump the brakes a tad. He's had a rough season, especially in the clay. Yeah, I, I'm feeling good. You're right. Yeah, that's fair, but I'm feeling – so who makes it further, Tommy or Tiafo? I think it depends. Like I, I mean, I think if don't that's not an answer. Yeah, it is because well, what happens if Tiafo gets? Uh, well, I guess they're both playing either someone tough in the third round. They both should make the third round, and and Tommy has the harder third round, so probably Tiafo. I but, agree. Well, I, th- I agree. I, th- I think the draw is there for Francis. And I think you look at his two losses, three sets to Stan, and he's up a set and up on Bublik before losing that third set, six love, but that was a throwaway set. I think we get a Tiafo Bublik third round. A rematch? I think that's what we get. I think that's what we get. Mm, I like that. Obviously, the other American, Stevie Johnson, who we talked about, if he can get through Grigor, look, then the draw opens up. Peniston, tough lefty, but obviously a guy, if it's college pedigree or pedigree on tour, you take Stevie J, even if recent form says Peniston. I mean, are we sleeping? We're sleeping on Cam Nori here, who's just rock solid all the time. And you look for Nori this season. Does you know any of the results he's put together blow you away? Maybe not. You look for Nori here uh, throughout the course of the year. Certainly has had some success, particularly holding seed at the big events. But I mean, when I look at this section, you know, Dimitrov had to play extraordinary tennis to beat Nori in their grass court but he match. Did. Yeah, but but he had to play extraordinary tennis to beat Nori, and you know, Cressy, saying if they match up in the third round, he doesn't do it again. Well, three out of five. I just like Grigor. I mean, it broke. Like again, if you go watch the highlights from that match, it was ridiculous. Grigor was painting corners. You look for Nori this year again, like the title in Lyon. Big result for him, certainly. Uh, final in Acapulco before getting knocked out by Nadal. Wins the title in Delray Beach. He just beats who he's supposed to beat is what I'm trying he to does. say. And, you know, again, hold percentage, break percentage. He's a perennial top 25 club sort of guy. I mean, when I look at him and I start to think about predictions for this section, and I know we spent went a little quicker through this, but this is a little bit more of an unknown section. It does feel like there can be some more upsets. There are some younger players who you're projecting a bit, but you feel like the draw is there for them to make a jump. I mean, that said, am I going to pull the Umber Gofen trigger? Because if you think Kasparud is getting upset early, then who is making the quarterfinals from the that top section of 16 names? Is it going to be Tiafo into a quarterfinal? You know, again, Crano Busta doubles his win total, still under 500, I believe, for his career on grass courts. You're going to bet on Bublik to win four straight. Like, it's a tough, it's a tricky, tough section, Maxi. This is where you get mad at me. You go first. Give me the predictions. 
It's tough. I mean, here's the thing. This is like the own Jabour Hubi Hercot section. I actually think if I'm going to bet on any player to win their quarter, it's not going to be Djokovic at minus 360 because those odds suck. Berrettini minus 110 is interesting, but Kyrgios and Tsitsipas are in his section. And then Nadal's got FAA, Chilich, Fritz, Evans, Cressy. We don't know how healthy he is. Those other three sections are a little crazy for me. Of all the quarter bets, Hubie to win this quarter at plus 150 is probably the bet I like most. So I'm definitely taking Hercots to win. I'm just not sure who I think he's going to beat. Yeah, I mean, it's just Hubie doesn't play sloppy that often, right? Like, well, when you're, he you're, does, it's horrible. But you're right. Well, like, sure. he has done such a better job of minimizing that this season. He's been a big tournament performer. He's made, I think, quarters or further at every Masters event this year. I mean, dude, and he looks so good in how, like, he yeah. just looked so confident. Yeah, I mean. Round of 16 in Dean Wells, excuse me, where he lost to Rublev. Go on. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if he doesn't win this quarter, he's given up probably his best, you know, bracket that he's had in a, in a Grand Slam in a while. Like, this is his, this is his tournament to do it. So uh, I'll take Hubie to win this quarter. More likely to win a slam. Hubie or Rublev? Rublev. I'd say Hubie because of how good he is on the grass courts. I think Hubie's best on grass yeah, compared purely, to the rest of the field. at Wimbledon? Yeah, I think he's got a better shot at Wimbledon than Rublev does anywhere. I could see a Rublev U.S. Open. Because like a Delpo U.S. Open. No, is Rublev ever going to beat... Three of five, uh, three of the seven of Tsitsipas, Virev, Medvedev, Alcaraz, Sinner, and Berrettini in a tournament. Like, no, I don't yeah. think he's going to do it. I think Kubian Grass could do that. No, I, I think I think Rublev could have a firepower for I matches mean, like Delpo. First and... of all, you know my affinity for Hubi. Wrapped by our boy Carter Lynn. Shout out, go blue. Two, six foot six. Can do a little bit of everything. The backhand's the flashier Mo- side. Move, Comfortable moves move wonderfully. Holding yeah. 89% of the time. Top five. Hold, you know, again, strength. The the ultimate strength to have maximized on this surface. He has in abundance. Hubie's excellent. Is, is, is Hubie the new Chilich? I don't know if that's like a... Not like a crazy. No, it's. I actually think and, that's the best comp because he's not Burdich because he doesn't fire no. away from the baseline in that sense. He's more creative than Chilich. Yeah, but, he's just more fluid. Like he is. I mean, him. He is more Chilich probably than Medvedev. Like in in terms of, I was a little stiff, but he's just so creative. The improvisational skills for Hubier, what's so impressive is he likes to mess around a little bit and play with his food. And, you know, again, yeah, the forehand can get overwhelmed by the elite pace, but you have to have that elite pace. I really hope we get Tommy Hubie because that's a really fun third round match. I think Nori Nori Hubie would be fun in round four as well. Who the hell is he going to face in the quarterfinals? Am I going to go bold and say Ugo Umber? I'm not. You know what? Where did this podcast start, Max Rothman? I'm taking Francis Tiafo. I was waiting for you to say it. (laughs) I mean, look, as we were saying earlier, this is Francis's time to 
to make it through. No, we can't agree draw. on both. You can't come back on the show and we agree on the top half of the okay, draw. Okay, so I, I wasn't. I, I, I was just saying this isn't oh, okay, fun. Let me finish per usual. Uh, <laughs> you know who's going to make this this fourth round is Bublik. Sash. Mm-hmm. Ooh, quarterfinals too. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterfinals, yeah. he knocks out. Who's he going to knock out? Who's coming out of that rude section? Is it Baez? I'd love to see a Baez run. I freaking love Sebastian Baez. <sighs> Realistically, it's going to be rude somehow, and I'm going to hate it. It's going to ruin my like. Yeah, I'm my not entire take Casper. on him. Yeah, who? Who? Yeah, Umber. Does Umber take out Casper, and then like Umber loses to Baez, and then Baez loses to Bublik? Is that is that what happens? Here? I think either Umber or Gofen's coming out of that top section. I just don't think it's going to be a seed. I, I think don't that's trust the one we're getting. I just don't know how healthy he is. He's really good right, on grass courts. That's what I'm saying. I just don't trust him. Yeah. Had to withdraw. I've never, I, I week don't, one I and don't hasn't played since. Ever. He's on the no fly list for sure. He is. No question. So. Is Kesmetovic off that list, by the way? Because he used to be. By the way, Jan Leonard Struff, this is when he's most. Him and Fabio Fodini right now, they're both underdogs. This is when they're most dangerous, is when they are underdogs. And Fodini's played some good tennis. You never bet them as favorites, though. Never bet them mm-hmm. as favorites. No, no, no. Is now the moment to bet, you know, again, when I, I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna just stick with Tiafo, and I'm just gonna plug my nose and feel good about it. Right. Who are you going I'm sticking, with? I'm sticking with Bublik and All right, Sash. I like that. it. You have an affinity for Alexander's. That's always been the case, Maxwell. He's with to watch. that said, we'll move on to no, but Kasmanovich, by the way, he's out of the vomit zone. He used to be another player you'd never bet on if he was a favorite and you felt good. I he's feel pretty so good so about streaky. him as a favorite. No, he's yeah, yeah, a little bit. He's a ball machine. <laughs> I have a hard time with him. All right, we'll leave that. We'll save that debate for a different time then. Let's move on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. To the bottom half of the draw, we'll start in the Stefano Tsitsipas quarter of the draw. Tsitsipas earning his first grass court title. And, you know, it's not Medvedev. It's not Zverev. It's not Berrettini. I guess Berrettini has done it, but it's not Rublev. It's not, you know, Alcaraz. It's Tsitsipas who wins titles on all three surfaces before any of those guys and you know again with how he plays the serve the forehand his willingness to move forward in the court Tsitsipas getting confidence on this surface is dangerous for the rest of the draw now of course he lost first round last year to Francis Tiafo this year gonna face former UVA standout Alex Richard the qualifier you look in this section of the draw though it's loaded you've got from a seated perspective your number eight seed and last year's finalist Matteo Berrettini who Tennis Abstract has as the second favorite DraftKings as well to win the 2022 Wimbledon title of course other seeds in this section you've got 12 seed Diego Schwartzman 13 seed in last year's semifinalist Denis Shapovalov you've got Demon Hour Bautista Agut 
Brooksby, Krajinovic, and of course Lingering as well, a guy I had on my top five list of players who can win this freaking title, a guy who already beat Tsitsipas earlier in this grass court. Nicolas. And that, of course, is Nicolas Kyrgios, who sits and would be a prospective third-round matchup for Tsitsipas. Who are we kidding? That is the third-round match that we're going to see. Well, don't count out 2020 or 2019 NCAA singles champion Paul Jubb. Um, but with that said, Maxi, give me your most. I'm counting. For, yeah, I mean, I'm counting him out. Well, you know uh-huh. what my and first intriguing first round matchup is in this section, but give me yours. Of course, I mean, I yeah, he's lucky to be in this. He's literally lucky, literally he's a lucky loser. <laughs> um, I mean, I, there's honestly not a lot of crazy first round matches in this quarter. Like, I think. I think we could probably agree on every single winner of these first round matches. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but uh, I think the most intriguing might be the Berrettini Garen first round. Am I wrong? Well, is let me just more? say this. This is the college section. This is where, and let me it just is. go through quickly the college guys. Richard, University of Virginia, Jub, South Carolina, Kopfer, Tulane, Nakashima, Virginia, Rinder, Kanesh, Texas A&M. You've also got, uh, who else in this section? Brooksby, Baylor. So a lot of college guys in this section. Berrettini Green is interesting. Kozlov, Schwartzman, it, is an upset alert and obviously the one I have personally circled. But in my opinion, the best first-round matchup is probably Rinder Kanesh versus Shapovalov. Simply put, Denis Shapovalov has not won a match since beating Rafael Nadal in Rome. He's lost six consecutive matches. He lost, you know, a three-setter to Tommy Paul. You know, he's lost. He's 0-3 on the grass courts. Losses to Ota, Paul, and Benjamin Balnzi, which aren't— He's losing this match. Yeah, no bad matches on there, but Rinder Kanesh, 6-5, big server, big forehand, you know, can give that Shapovalov one-handed backhand some troubles with the pace that he's able to generate. That's a really good first-round match. Like, to me, that's probably number one on my list. No, it is. I, I, I was I, It's funny because I glanced over it because I just kind of uh, – I've kind of overlooked – Chapo a lot recently because of how poor he's played. Yeah, um, seven in a and, row. Like it's been it's been bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually really curious what uh what the odds on this match are going to be. They're going to try and guess him. I'm going to say he's minus two fifty. Wow, no, they're giving him more minus two ninety five. Yeah, but under minus three hundred. I mean, yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, look, Chapo. It's funny because. He's going to lose the points no matter what with no points being offered at this event. And he went 0 for 3 in all three grass court tournaments that he played. But, I mean, you would just think going into the summer hardcore stretch, the guy needs freaking confidence. And, like, if he can get through Rinder Kanesh, it doesn't get much easier. After that, Brandon Nakashima, who's been relentless on the grass courts. Yeah, and then after that, RBA, who's just a freaking nightmare on this surface as well. You know, our listeners would be upset because always got to give a shout out to the Challenger guys. And Zizu Bergs has been killing it on the Challenger circuit. Jack Draper. Where are you with Jack? We haven't had the Jack Draper conversation. Where are you with the young lefty? I I don't know if I've seen enough yet to, to like. Because, you really... know, he was at Stowe. Yeah. No, I, I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, I don't know if I've seen enough from him yet. He's good. He, he's really good. I love his backhand. Uh, like just how he leans into it and the pop that comes off. Yep. I mean, his serve is great. I, I, 
I don't know how I'm going to feel about him going deep in grand slams yet. Like, I just don't know how I feel about his fitness, his movement, his ability to, to last in these, in these five set matches. He has potential. Totally. I, I do like his game. I love his serve. I do like his backhand too. The grass is a great surface for him. Couple quarterfinals at the ATP level. I think you know it's funny because Bergs is actually the favorite tomorrow according to Tennis Abstract singles forecast. That's not going to be this case uh, via the odds. Who are you picking in a Demon Hour Draper second round? Because like that's a scene right you got to have on upset alert, right? Just because of how well Draper Draper's playing and tall lefty, something every coach loves to hear. Totally, but Demon. I mean, I don't know. Just obviously, just beat Opelka. He's doing okay with the big servers. I love his game on grass. His ball stays so low. He's going to get to a lot. I, I'm still going to take Demon in that match, but it'll be great. It'll be it'll be really high quality tennis. Yeah, I think beyond that, I think a lot of the seeds are on upset alert here. I think Philip Krajinovich against a Yuri Lechechka. Lechechka's got weapons, and for Krajinovich, was a dream week and really his first grass court success here in 2022, making a run, uh, the run that he did. I mean, Schwartzman. It's kind of a good draw for him, Brody Klein and Kozlov, but he's always on upset alert on the grass. And then, look, Benjamin Bonzi is going to be a significant favorite over Jensen Brooksby if Brooksby can even get by Kukushkin in Kukushkin. round number one. So I think Kukushkin all— sneaky. Yeah, I, I think all the non-Berrettini Tsitsipas seeds, like we talked about Shapovalov already, they're all on upset alert in this section and so you know with that in mind we sort of have alluded to already the unseated guys who can get them let's look at the americans quickly in this section because certainly again the seeds are not americans but you have guys like nakashima and you know a frisky kozlov jensen brooksby in this section do any of them get i mean to the this third is round? such a good draw for nakashima nakashima is mean, probably the american you like most in this section right I think so. I mean, look, it depend. Who knows what happens with with Rinderknecht and, and Shapa? Like, I think Shapa loses, and I think Nakashima. That's a good matchup for him. He has a great chance to go and play RBA, and they're just gonna grind all day. So, yeah, I, I like Nakashima as the favorite to get through this year. Yeah, I just again. Kozlov can get through Schwartzman. I mean, it's not the worst draw for Kozlov either to try and get to a third round. I you mean, are asking a lot for him to take down Schwartzman. It's not I agree, an easy win. But it's a possible win. It's a possible it's, win. It's the kind of player that Kozlov could be. If you're a lucky loser and it's a grass court and you get Diego Schwartzman, you're like, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, but I agree. Sure. It's on this surface, it's it's the the most possible surface. I mean, Brooksby's just in trouble. Like, it's just like the jury, you know, again, everyone's seen what they need to see now. And all the little things, the slices and just the he got away with last year. He's not anymore. I just, I don't get it. Like everything, people have a read on the serve now, Maxi. Everything's just become yeah. slightly less effective. Yeah, he's not coming in enough. Like, yeah. It, he, yeah, he's going to have to find some, some changes to a game if he's uh, if he's going to keep being successful. The weapons. It's just like, what's going to make life right. easy for you? Because last year you got away with all the track meet stuff, but that just felt like an outlier. It was the ultimate outlier season. That's why it was so special. But right. I, I agree. Uh, we haven't had the curious conversation. As we get into I mean, our predictions, where are you with Nick? I, I mean, I think he looks – he looks so good right now. Like I haven't seen him on a court like this where he's just, he's out there having fun. He's competing because he wants to compete. Like it's not like he's out there because he feels like he has to. I think he beats CC Pass again in the third round. 
However, I say that now, and CC Paz notoriously is good at winning matches against a player he's just lost to. So I don't, I don't know what his record is. Um, I bet if we looked it up, it's like damn near 100%. Like I, I've done this so many times where someone's just beat him and I'm like, oh, they're going to beat him again. And then he, he comes right back. So uh, look, I'm gonna, I'll stick to it. I think Kyrgios comes out of this uh, with, with a fourth round matchup uh, likely against Oh God, who knows? I mean, that's that's where probably we have no idea. RBA. I think RBA gets through probably this. RBA. He's just so steady. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think Curious is coming into this fourth round and likely to this quarterfinal. I have Curious in this quarterfinal. And is he going to take out Berrettini, or are you going to stick with last year's finalist? We haven't seen it from Curious, so it's so hard to say that. He's reached he's the second top. week at Wimbledon multiple times. True. Yeah, I mean, if there's a year, this is also it. Uh, he looks great. He looks so, so good. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to it. I'm taking him. I've been saying that all tournament long, and I'll preview coming into this. I think Nick Kyrgios is playing the best tennis of his career. I think this Ever. is the opening it for looked, him. Mentally, too. I mean, I know he still still has his antics. He still screams a little bit. He still throws his racket a little bit. It's the backhand. It's the backhand. It's just yeah, rock, it's rock it. solid right now. And, you know, again, he loses first sets against Bassler, Vili and Tsitsipas. He breaks them both in the opening game of the second sets. That's just not what you get from Nick Kyrgios typically. That's, that's what I'm talking about, like, dude. He is in a different headspace than he's been in a long time. See, he's but now we're going to keep agreeing. He's posts about her <laughs> every single day on Instagram. It's ridiculous, but – kind of cute at the same time. I don't want to um, see this is my problem is I don't want to agree with you because I completely agree. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take Berrettini who's thirty two and three on grass court since twenty nineteen. Djokovic, Federer, and 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 Gofan. Those are the only losses and like Gofan was week two after winning a title the week before and Djokovic was four sets in the final of last year's Wimbledon. Berrettini's getting to the finals again this year. Spoiler alert for everyone. I think you know again that's where my predictions are going Here's the thing. Uh, Kyrgios mm. beat Tsitsipas, and then to keep that focus against the relentlessness of RBA the next round as well, like can he do it back-to-back? Yeah. RBA is like the nightmare matchup, though, because RBA is just the pest in the side of your back where he's just like dipping everything in uncomfortable positions and keeps and keeps attacking and comes up with these ridiculous on-the-run forehands where you're just like, fuck you, like stop doing that. I really want to pick Kyrgios because I've been so high on him the entire time. I just don't want to agree with you. And so I want to, like, I might pick RBA. Well, that's lame. We can agree on some things. But, like a, uh, a second quarter? Two quarters identical? Yeah, it's weird. It's not like us. Yeah, I don't like it. Something's off. Something We haven't done this enough frequently for yeah. agreeing this much. All right, I'll go with Kyrgios for now, but I don't feel great about it because I want to go. Here's the thing. If Tsitsipas beats Kyrgios, I think RBA definitely beats Tsitsipas. <sighs> no, that's where you're wrong. If Tsitsipas beats Kyrgios, Tsitsipas is beating Berrettini. No, you're totally wrong about that. I think Tsitsipas no, can get dude, one. I don't know if I that, believe that. I just think Barrett – I mean, RBA just played Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas obviously lost uh, – Tsitsipas obviously just beat RBA. But I think if that match goes five sets, RBA had solved Tsitsipas and started to find a rhythm. And I think the longer no, that dude, match the only goes, way, the, the only way RBA, RBA wins that in five sets is he grinds him out and Tsitsipas starts playing like sh- no, Tsitsipas started gonna... finding the targets on serve. I'm telling you, like started return, uh, RBA did, started returning so much better. Right, but that's what that, like 
in a five set match, you're just going to expect him to just grind that out, find his spots. Like, no, it's on CT Pots' racket. He has to f it up to lose that match. And apologies, Westoff, for the for the swearing here, buddy. No, I, you never I, have I, to I apologize. You. I now I want to take RBA to prove a point. Take him, you little. No, I need to take Curios. I've been on the Curios bandwagon the whole time. I can't keep making the case and not picking him. I'm taking Curios, but I'm taking Berrettini over Curios. Are you going to take Curios over Berrettini? Yeah, I am. I'm just going to stick with him. Wow. This is his tournament. Now this we're talking, tournament. Maxwell Levar Rothman. It's good to have you back. All right, final quarter of the draw as we hit the one-hour mark. Rafael Nadal's quarter of the draw. Like I said earlier, how healthy is Nadal? We don't exactly know coming into this tournament, but you look for Nadal in his section of the draw. Certainly uh, a dangerous seed in the always frisky, particularly of late in majors FAA, who took him to five sets at the French Open. You've also got French Open semifinalist Marin Cilic in this section of the draw last week's Eastbourne champion Taylor Fritz. You've got the always dangerous on grass courts Daniel Evans, Holger Runa, Lorenzo Sinego, the other seeds in this section of the draw along with Botic Vandesenskulp, who by the way, Maxi, two days older than me, is Botic Vandesenskulp, October 4th, 1995. I like this section. I, this might be my favorite section it of the draw because there are a lot of possibilities in this one. Let's start with the first rounders. What do you like most? So there's two. Um, one one is you know fairly obvious, and I think it's the Cressy FAA match. Mm. Cressy's just been well, playing. Cressy's obviously just been playing some great tennis. If FAA in is, 2018 I said, hey. Four years from now, Max Cressy, who was at the you know bottom of the UCLA roster, 2017, five years from now, Max Cressy is going to be the highest-ranked UCLA Bruin on tour. You would have said, Alex, I will give you what? A billion to one odds? Ten billion? I mean, yeah, so much money. Because he's ranked ahead of Mackie and Marcos now. How crazy is that? I mean, I think even if you told me that when we were just starting to see him on having some success on the Challenger Tour, I'd be like, Dude, he's like, what makes him any better than like Opelka or, you know, any of the other big servers? Like he's, you know, I, I don't think any of us would have seen it. So cool to see him here. Um, that's for sure. And to, I mean, whoever comes out of that next round to have Jack Sock there, who's also on the, on the come up, really cool little uh, section there. My next favorite, I think, first round match of this quarter, Holger Runa and Marcus Giron. I can't wait to see that. Holger, obviously playing good tennis, but is a little, I mean, that guy's a head case. It's kind of crazy. I mean, we've all seen the, the video of him yelling at his mom to get out of his, out of his match. Marco's playing really solid. I, I'm just excited. I think those two match up really well. Holger's going to rip. Marco's is going to grind him out for a while. Come to the net a bunch. How about just the trio? That's a five setter, by the way. I'm, I'm taking the over on that match all day. How about just the trio of Bruins? Cressy versus FAA, Giron versus Runa, Mackey's reached the fourth round here before versus Chilich round one. It's just like give Mackey power. Watch what he can do with it. I was gonna say, give me give me one set for Mackey in that match. I think all right, he ready for is this a hot take? One Bruin will win. The Bruins will go one and two at worst. Yeah. I mean I think Marcos obviously has the, the best chance there, but yeah. I think one of them's going to get it done. I mean, Cressy's just so fucking relentless. And, like, the guy is a ridiculous athlete for someone his and if there's size. Anyone so to, fluid. 
And if there's anyone to blow a, a first round Grand Slam match, it's FAI. Will he though? See, that's where I disagree with you. Felix has been damn good at the slams of late. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I just I, he's one of those guys that I just have no faith in. Like, I can see it. You're right. So like Roland Garros first round, he plays Juan Pablo Farias, goes five sets. Australian right. Open first round earlier this season, I believe he went five sets with Emil Rusevori, but Rusevori was so good in that tournament. You're right. The time to get Felix is early, and Cressy will force at least one breaker, if not two. I could see this match going four or five. I just think Felix is better at all the good, at you know, again, the plus one tennis and at all the little things. I just think, you know, Felix can match the Cressy weapons much like Fritz could, and Felix is just a little bit better at executing. Here's the thing. Do, do you think Cressy Into gets the backhand? Well, I was yeah. going to say, do you think Cressy got on a group FaceTime with, with Marcos and Mackie since they both just played him, and he's like, boys, what, what do I do here? Like, how, how do I beat this guy? I don't want to get in trouble, but no, I don't think that's the case with Max Cressy. I don't think his former UCLA teammates were willing. Uh, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything because I really like Max Cressy. He's a great guy. Um, well, look, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Mar- Marcos and, and Mackie might be having a phone call, but uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> well said. And maybe Grant Chen is on the line, and Grant Chen is a good enough guy that he'll forward whatever needs to forward over that way. I mean, look, this is a great section for the Americans across the board. I mean, I, and I know we're going kind of out of order here, but I think for all the unseated Americans, uh, you know, all the Americans in this section, I believe, are unseated, and they're all certainly dangerous. Nope, Sam Query, oh, excuse me, except for Taylor Fritz, who's also extraordinarily dangerous in this section. I think you look for a guy like Sam Query, first-round match against Ricardo Barrancas, has the bigger weapon, should absolutely win that match. Of course, then round two would be Nadal, which is a different story. Query for, just beat Schwartzman, dude. Yeah, and, and hey, if you're a query, get that first round paycheck. That's what you're there for. Like, reach that second round, baby. I think Dennis Kudla versus Sinego is probably the best match of the first round in this section. This is where Dennis Kudla makes his what? money, folks. And that's the best round of that's the best first round of this section. Sine- no, 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 they're all good. I'm saying they're all tier one. Like it belongs tier one because that's an explosive match. Athleticism, Kudla on a grass court's inherently watchable. I don't um, think it's tier one. I think Fritz Musetti's better. Chilich Mackey's better. I think Holger Giron's better. I think Cressy FAA is better. No, that's fine. That's we not... disagree. But how about again? And then Jack Sock in this section taking on Bernabe Zapata Morales, then the winner potentially of Cressy FAA. It's a good section for the American, and it's Very a section fun. where when you look at Fritz as the number 11 seed, I mean, you, or I'll put it like this. I think we will get – this is the section where you feel like we should get an American to the second week. Just too many bites at the apple here. Totally. This is also the section – With Fritz like, as an 11 wow. seed, so he better get to the second week. Right. This is also the section where you're like, wow, Nadal, another just great draw for him. Besides Chilich. Great draw for Nadal. Well, so who are the seeds you have on upset alert? Because when you say that, obviously, who are the seeds you could see losing early? Well, I mean, look, could look at take out Sinego. I think that's totally doable. Um, I don't think Mackey's taking out Chilich, unfortunately. Uh, Fritz, is, Fritz, if he loses to Musetti, should take take a hike. Uh, Marcos, for sure. Certainly, if he loses to Musetti, they're cutting him out of the Netflix series. Yeah, yes, 100%. Uh, Marcos, I think, has a great shot at beating Holder here. Um, and I think those are really the upsets. I mean, can Cressy take out FAA? Sure. Rusevori versus a BVDZ? Very winnable match for Rusevori. 
Yeah, that too. But I just think you're right. Like, I mean, so here's the thing: the big names, though, like Chilich and FAA. Well, no, but Reese doesn't play doesn't play uh, Vanus Wilp until second round. Well, that's what I'm saying: is prevent Botic from getting to the third week, and so upsetting him essentially. He doesn't hold seed. I my whole thing is when I look at this section. To your point about Nadal, it's like. Okay, Felix is in your section. But for Felix to get to you in the quarterfinals, he's got to beat Cressy, Sock, Dan Evans on a grass court, which is always a nightmare, although that's a good matchup for Felix just because of the things he does well, maximize the Evans' weakness. But then Taylor Fritz round four, like there's not an easy match on the pathway for Felix. And the brutal draw for Felix is what benefits Rafa, who, you know, could on a grass court's a tough out. Uh, Chilich on a grass court is a tough out, but like that's your pat. Those are your two toughest matches to get yeah. to the semifinal, like quarterfinals of the tournament. And then at that point, I mean, it's quarterfinal like Rafa. C-C-P- yeah, compared to like Tsitsipas, who has to play, has to get through Kyrgios and, you know, maybe like a Shapo. Like, yeah, it just doesn't even compare. No, it's, I agree. And so I think that top half of the draw is brutal. Like, I really do. I, I think it is. Hard, I think it's, it's really tough for Felix. That might be the toughest individual round of 16th, because I can't say quarter. Uh, so 16th, or 8th, excuse me, 8th. Good math, Alex. 8th of the draw here. Hey, great shot. Yeah, hey, thank you. Um, it's a really tough 8th. Like, it's tough to figure out. Again, that Kyrgios-Sitsipa section is brutal as well, but this is right there with And by the way, Taylor Fritz smoking the forehand. He has come out so hot in his past got couple a great of matches. opportunity here. It's a nice draw to get hey, to the fourth round, certainly. Totally. And so I mean, when I is, look again, one of these draws, he's got to take advantage of. I think Tiafo Fritz, like the draws are there for both of them. We should see an American in round four for sure here at Wimbledon. Which, by the way, given how many Americans are in the top fifty, should be the expectation at this point for American men's tennis. Which we have, means we have come a long way since our inaugural podcast, Maxi. With that said, final section. Give me the predictions. Who is advancing out of the Nadal quarter of the draw? It's Nadal. But we haven't even had the Rafa conversation. Where are you with him? You're a foremost scholar on all things Rafa. <laughs> I mean, look, he, uh, man, I've been having all these people ask me recently, is Rafa the GOAT? Is Rafa the GOAT? And it's, uh, it's made me really take a deep dive into his career. And you got to look at his last couple of years and really admire what he's been able to do. And he looks so solid right now. Um, you know, I was watching some video of him play Berrettini. And as I said earlier, he lost a practice set to Berrettini 6-4, but looked really solid. The commentary about how he was moving was pretty good. So he's winning this quarter. But I'm taking him against Fritz. I think Fritz makes that makes Ooh, that match. I like that. Give me Fritz all the way, baby. Okay. So you're taking Nadal over Fritz. So I can't take Taylor. To make the quarterfinals, but two Americans in the quarterfinals. Would be you were going to, huh? I was. No, I'll take Felix. It's a really tough path for Felix to get there, but if anyone can do it, it's Felix Ogiraliasin. Oh, I fight. could totally see a Chilich, uh, a Chilich Fritz quarter two. I mean, that would be fun. I really want to take. I mean, I don't want to take Rafa. I think someone's going to – I just don't know how healthy he is. But the thing is, like, who's going to beat him? Like, Kudla's backhand down the line is great. It's not – he doesn't have the serve to beat Rafa. Query 
like it's not 2015. Query's not beating Rafa in the second yeah, round. It's like there's no more upsets like that happening. Chilich is certainly the guy with the weapons who could just serve lights out on this surface. You know, again, get Rafa moving side to side. It could be tougher for Rafa, but at that point, he's in round four of the tournament. And if he's in round four of the tournament, he's healthy. And if he's healthy, he's beating Marin Chilich. The problem Dude, for Felix is the draw is just—I know—but the draw is just so hard for Felix. Like Cressy, Sock, Evans, Fritz, just to get to the quarterfinals. Oh, Dude, man. I think we could see—I think we could see Chilich upsetting the doll. I think that's definitely the most likely scenario. If Nadal's not going to make the final, it's probably because he lost to Chilich or Berrettini. <sighs> Man, in your scenario, by the way, though, you have Nadal taking on Kyrgios. God, would that be good? I That'd really be like the. So fun. Yeah, I really oh like the. God, I really like the way Nadal Kyrgios. I really like the way that draw breaks down. God, I think man. Felix is going to get through the gauntlet and get to the quarterfinal. The question is: Is Chilich going to beat Rafa? Am I going to make a bold move? I'm not. I'm going to say Rafa gets to the semifinals and he knocks out FAA to do it. So He's going to whoop FAA in that I, match. And that I agree. Happens. It's going to be a tough matchup. And it's just going to break beautifully, to your point, for Rafa to get to another semifinal. So where things stand for us, your semifinal matchups, you have Novak Djokovic taking on Hubi Hercats. You have Nick Kyrgios taking on Rafael Nadal. I have Novak Djokovic taking on Matteo Berrettini. Uh, excuse me, taking on Hubi Hercats. I have Matteo Berrettini taking on Rafael Nadal. We're both, I imagine, taking Djokovic over Hercats. What's your pick for Kyrgios Nadal? Are you gonna I'm, ride I'm, it? Are you gonna ride I'm, it? I'm laughing at the thought of riding it. Yeah. Yes. This is the year. <laughs> this is happening. You're all. You're all gonna laugh this entire time as you curious listen to me talk beats about making... He beats Rafa. This is good. I like this tournament. Oh God. He's doing it, dude. Come on, Kyrgios. Show me you're as athletic as I think you are. So right yeah. now, by the way, Nick Kyrgios, in terms of just making the final, you can get Kyrgios to uh, – first of all, I guess Kyrgios to win his quarter, 5-1 to one odds. Kyrgios to make just the final at the 2022 Wimbledon. You can get him 12-1 to one odds to win the title, 33-1 to one odds right now. I mean – Interessante, Nick Kyrgios. I mean, I'm not, I'm not throwing money on him winning. Because you're, t- so I assume you're taking Djokovic. I'm going to take Berrettini over Nadal, even though it's a nightmare matchup on this surface. I just think Berrettini has the sort of serve and plus one weapon to make Rafa uncomfortable. And he, eventually, these guys are going to lose at a slam. I think Berrettini beats Rafa and then subsequently loses to Djokovic in the final. It's just a nightmare matchup for. I mean, they're both nightmare matchups for Matteo Berrettini. I think Rafa gets pushed by Chilich. You're right. I think he wins in that semifinal comfortably, but FAA shows Berrettini the pathway, and then Berrettini explodes through it. I mean, I hate that on paper. It's not like it's such a bad matchup for Berrettini. Rafa no. eats people with bad backhands for breakfast, like literally I mean, for yeah. breakfast. It's why Alcaraz is so is so fun to watch against him because you just watch Alcaraz rip cross court back. I hate this matchup. How can I pick Nadal to lose to Berrettini? Well, you know what? He's going to lose eventually because I just don't well, see it as a Djokovic Nadal final. It doesn't matter because he's going to lose to Kyrgios. That's um, fine. You know what? That's fine. Then I'll take Berrettini over Kyrgios in this scenario. But I'm going to stick with Berrettini 
and just roll with it. And then say Djokovic beats Berrettini in the final because that's the final Rematch. I see most fitting. Yeah, I just I, and then I think Novak cruises because uh, this is Novak's surface. That he might not be playing that. the U.S. Open. I hate that ending. I hate my predictions. I really dislike them. There's no creativity in it. And I have Djokovic just, versus Alcaraz. Not, not a fault of Wimbledon. Is that just a, a nature? Well, of... no. There's no bet. There's no Medvedev. There's no Rublev. There's no Hatchinov. Like all guys who would be in the mix. It's just like we know the seven guys who matter, and like we know where they all are in the draw. Like it's hard to make a case for anyone other than Novak, Berrettini, Rafa, Murkatz, Kyrgios, FAA. We got to acknowledge how sad it is too that there's no Fed this year. First time in 23 years. It's tough. It is weird. It's certainly like, weird looking at this draw. Like even if he was, dude, imagine if he was in this draw. Imagine if this is six months from now, he's healthy, he's made his return from tennis, and he's in this draw. Like, we're having conversations where we're like, yeah, like he, he's upsetting some people probably. Yeah, I really hate that I have Nadal making the semifinals. I really dislike it. I just, I picked against him at Wimbled- at the French Open, and it was a mistake. If he's going to play Wimbledon, he's going to make at least the semifinals. So, yeah, I would have told you that was a mistake. To take yeah. On that. Yeah. Well, no, you picked Novak, didn't you? To win French? Yeah. No. I question that. I'll no, check I the texts. I, I, I bet on it. Oh, well, that that's different. Betting and picking something are two completely different things. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, um, any, any, other, any other tidbits when you look at this men's drop before we wrap today's show? Um, no, I'm just excited. This first round, this juicy first round, it's going to be a good first day. It's going to be really good. And of course we will have coverage of every day of the 2022 Wimbledon here for you at Cracked Rackets. Daily picks on our GSP Ace of the Day show. Hopefully we'll get Maxi to peek in on that uh, before he heads off to Israel. Of course, we'll have recaps every day on our mini break podcast feed as well. A shout out, as always, to super producer Daniel Westoff for the of any job he does day in, day out, making all of our podcasts possible. Shout out as well to our friends at Turna. Uh, email sales at uniquesports.com to join the Turna family today. With all of that said, Maxi, any final thoughts? I'm just ready to argue more with you. There was too much agreement to that. <laughs> I know. This is what I'm saying. I was like, I, but the problem is I don't want to sound like an idiot now because we have listeners. And so I can't <laughs> just, I can't just be like, yeah, you know, give me Kokonakis over Novak. Like I can't yeah, do that let me anymore. Let me like query upset Nadal. Yeah. Like, or like, again, I don't feel great about any of my picks. I feel like I let a lot of juice on the board. This isn't, I, I'm not happy about this, Maxie. What I am excited for. I really like your Kyrgios pick. Like, I should have done that. Yeah. Here's what I'm excited for. The aces of the day, which I'm excited to discuss with you more and and maybe bring up more on on the pod. The the betting on this first round, very, very intriguing. We didn't get enough into it. Didn't get enough into the matches, into the, the the lines today. Very interesting lines for these first round matches. Not a lot of good money line odds. A lot of good games, but you get a lot of three and a half, four and a half, five. And Lots a half. of good games. But game it's grass course, though. About. That's what I'm saying. It's dangerous game spreads. Dangerous early on because those breaks don't happen that often. Here's what I learned: French Open took way too many big favorite spreads. Those nine and a half, even though I literally said earlier, Djokovic nine and a half. <laughs> I am going to take a lot of the 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 six and a half, the plus sixes, plus six and a half. You're right. On the grass, can be tight. 
can be really tight. So that's, that's the lesson I learned. In the if it's a men's match and I see four and a half and I like the favorite, I grab it. Anything more than that on the men's side, too much. Anything more than three and a half on the women's side, I'm staying away from. I mean, here's what you should definitely take is Ramos Vanolas at plus six. Just do it. Lock in. Yeah. Do you want to send me aces of the day every day? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm telling you now, listeners, you heard the commitment. Hopefully, we'll get him on the show as well. But with all that said, for my fantastic doubles partner, partner in crime, and co-founder Maxwell Labauer Rothman, our super producer Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turner, and from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host Alex Gruskin. Maxi, what do we tell the people? Hey, good shot. And we will see you all throughout the week. Thanks, everyone. threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.